livepodcasts.fm. Good to know. This podcast is a Prime Media Broadcasting production. Only on livepodcasts.fm will you find topics on issues you overlook as a consumer. Good to know. I'm Wendy Nola, and thanks for downloading this podcast. The Good to Know podcast draws on my many years of experience as a consumer journalist to share tips that keep you from being ripped off. You can subscribe to receive every podcast in the series. Just visit livepodcast.fm or go to the podcast app of your choice. Please also rate and review the podcast. That way it gets shared far and wide and even more people can benefit from it. How do you feel about spam? An unsolicited phone call, an SMS or an email? I've yet to meet anyone who felt really good about getting a call on their personal cell phone from a stranger wanting to sell them something. But many people do agree to buy stuff or get locked into a contract via these telesales calls. Or I suppose companies wouldn't choose to sell that way. They just wouldn't get enough sales. But how many people end those calls knowing exactly what they've agreed to with which company and what it's going to cost them exactly every month? The reality is that in this country, many of the people who are phoned in this way are unsophisticated, inexperienced consumers, further enhancing what I call the power imbalance between the person making the call on behalf of the company and the consumer who's getting this call out of the blue. But more and more contracts are being concluded over the phone, cell phone contracts, insurance products, and lots more. The problem is in that many cases, as I said, there's this troubling power imbalance to the transaction. The consumer is called up without any warning by a sales agent armed with a carefully worded script which plays up all the goodies on offer and usually glosses over the financial implications. And often the person is put under quite a bit of pressure to agree on the spot. If they do, they end the call not being 100% sure of what they were told and what the terms and conditions of the deal are. The company, on the other hand, has a recording of that entire call as their mandate, their so-called proof that the consumer agreed to what was on offer. Over the years, I've listened to far too many recorded conversations of unsophisticated consumers being ambushed on their cell phones and then agreeing sometimes unwittingly, to a product or service despite clearly not understanding exactly what it is or what it will cost them. When I say sometimes unwittingly, I mean that the telesales industry likes to do what it calls an assumptive closing. So they won't exactly say, so do you agree that you want to buy this product at X amount a month? The old salesman advice goes, you don't ask whether someone wants to buy. You rather say, how would you like to pay for that? But I'm afraid the Consumer Protection Act requires a far higher degree of disclosure around that. You need to be very clear as a company selling something and you need to get explicit consent to that offer from the consumer. So as I say, not all telesales companies are guilty of that assumptive closing, but I've heard enough calls to tell me that it does happen. So often when the person finally does discover the full terms and conditions of the deal, it's too late to cancel. And what I mean by too late is that the upside of buying something via telesales is that the Consumer Protection Act gives you five business days in which to cancel such an agreement through an unsolicited phone call. And you don't need a reason. You just get to cancel within five business days, but you must do it in writing. So I've had cases of people who've phoned up, for example, or gone in person to a gym or whatever and said, um, I want to cancel, and they get an okay. But actually, in terms of the CPA, that's not valid. It must be in writing. 
but missed that five-day cooling-off period and you're then locked in, unfortunately. So, surprise, surprise, many companies only get the terms and conditions of the contract to the new customer after that cooling-off period has passed. To my mind, it's absolute madness to agree to something on the phone when you haven't had a chance to check out the details first, to see it in front of you. Ask for that and the telesales agent will no doubt roll his or her eyes and then spin you some line about how that's not possible. I've heard a conversation in which the telesales agent told this woman that he was trying to get to upgrade her contract. We are our own department at the call center. Okay, now we call out because there are no forms to fill in. And because it's a renewal and you're an existing client, are you with me, Shelley? (laughs) So I'm calling you know what on that. Consumers, all consumers are extremely vulnerable when they don't initiate a purchase and when they're sitting at the end of a phone line with no access to any information about the goods or product other than what the salesperson, armed with a carefully crafted script and hungry for a commission, let's not forget, chooses to tell them. At worst, they'll be horribly ripped off and at best, they may not fully grasp what it is they're exactly being asked to commit to on the spot over the phone. So I put this to the test a few years ago. I was an existing contract client with a cell phone company and a couple of months before the contract term was up, I got a call from one of their outsourced marketing companies to tell me, lucky day, you can upgrade early, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do this as an exercise. So I went along, I asked about the deal. Um, I was told that the deal was only available via telesales, not in the store. And I said, fine, and agreed to it. And then I did my research and I found out that he had told at least two outright lies. I went through the media department of that cell phone company and the whole thing was cancelled after they pulled the call and I was proved right. I then went into the store as I always do and upgraded my contract when it was due to be upgraded in the store. And I think they gave me a few goodies to say sorry, like a green cover or something. Because they had to. The call proved me right. So here's the thing. Imagine signing a contract with a company, a cell phone contract, say, in one of their stalls. And as you put your signature to that paperwork, the sales assistant snatches it away from you. Where's my copy, you ask, indignant. I'm afraid you're going to have to complete a request under the Promotion of Access to Information Act if you want a copy, the salesperson says to you and walks away. I dare say there may be a bit of an in-store scene if that happened. And even someone with an underdeveloped sense of justice and fair play would argue that a consumer has the right to their own record of the terms and conditions of the contract they agreed to enter into. In fact, the Consumer Protection Act, the CPA, compels companies to give consumers a free copy of their written agreements. But for some reason I cannot fathom, the Act regards non-written agreements differently, requiring companies only to keep a record not to give a copy to consumers. And sadly, many companies don't subscribe to the sharing is caring approach to call recordings, which is not only unfair, but extremely arrogant, if you ask me. A few years ago, when I raised the issue with National Consumer Commissioner Ibrahim Mohammed, he said despite the fact that the CPA was silent on making call recordings available to consumers, the commission was of the view that the CPA rule, which compelled companies to supply consumers with copies of written contracts, should apply to telephonic contracts too. I've repeated the commissioner's statement many times to companies, but still many consumers' requests for access to their call recordings are either ignored or flat out denied. Or they make them jump through ridiculous hoops such as you must make application under the Promotion of Access to Information Act if you want a copy. The other day, I got an email from someone who was told by a cell phone company that she had to fill in a special form at a police station before they would give her access to a recording of her telesales call. 
And don't think only signatures can be forged. I've investigated many cases where companies have faked their clients' consent to a product in a telesales call. I kid you not. They get an actor in that just pretends to be them. I'd love to see it made mandatory for companies who sell stuff over the phone to be forced to send those who agree a transcript of their call or the entire recording within five business days of that call. I don't see why that shouldn't be the case given what happens with written contracts, but I'm not holding my breath. So here's the good to know for now. You have a right to access the recording of the call in which you agreed to a product or service. Ideally, the company should email it to you. Do not let them fob you off. It is 2019. Technology makes this really easy for them. And they've had a recording of that call all along. In fact, if I wanted to agree to to an offer being made to me by a telesales agent, I would say to them at the end of that call, so if I agree to this, will you provide me with a recording of this call for my records? And if they say no, say why not? And if they say yes, then say good, because this recording will then stand as proof that you've agreed to this. Secondly, know that you have an out, which you don't have with transactions, which you initiate. And that out is a cooling off period of five business days in which to cancel anything you got into as a result of direct marketing, be it a telesales call or an approach in a supermarket from somebody wanting you to try out something or an email or an SMS or any, any other form of direct marketing. Even so, with those protections, I honestly would not recommend getting into a deal via the phone. But with those protections, should you know about them, you at least do have some power that imbalances lessened somewhat by those protections. Before the telesales industry starts sending me hate mail, yes, I realize that many call centers are run with the greatest amount of professionalism and integrity with checks in place to ensure that commission-chasing sales agents don't fail to disclose the full implications of the deal that they're punting. But as I've said, over the years, I've read enough telesales scripts, listened to enough call recordings and visited enough call centers to know that too many consumers are either deliberately misled by rogue telesales agents or lured into agreements by scripts which go big on the benefits and gloss over the financial and contractual realities. But let's take a step back. What can we do about stopping those telesales calls in the first place? According to the Consumer Protection Act, there's nothing to stop a company approaching you as a direct marketing offer. But once you say, no, do not contact me, I do not want you to contact me, they may not continue to do so. If you hate getting unsolicited calls full stop, you can stop them Well, most of them by registering your name on the Direct Marketing Association or DMA's opt-out registry, as many thousands of South Africans have already done. It won't stop all direct marketing, only that of DMA members, but it will reduce it drastically. A national registry commissioned by the National Consumer Commission in terms of the CPA should have applied to all direct marketers by now. It was supposed to be set up you know, eight years ago um, and it's been promised, but it's gone very silent. I don't think there's the will or the capacity to do it. So for now, all we have is the DMA's opt-out registry. To get your name on it, go to nationalopt-out.org. I hope you found this episode of Good to Know useful. My aim is to protect you from being ripped off. So if there are issues you'd like me to cover in more depth in future episodes, feel free to tweet me on at Wendy Nola. You won't want to miss my next podcast in this series, so be sure to subscribe on livepodcasts.fm or in the podcast app of your choice. Please also rate and review the podcast. That way, listening communities know I'm here. Livepodcasts.fm Good to know. This podcast is a Prime Media Broadcasting production. 
Only on livepodcasts.fm will you find topics on issues you overlook as a consumer. Good to know.